Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode for you. And if you are new to the Beauty in the Vlog podcast, welcome. I am so excited to have you and be part of the community here. And if you are a longtime listener, then you probably know that I am on a bit of a break from the podcast, just two to three months while I focus on the Beauty and the Vlog bootcamp. If you want to learn more about the bootcamp and what it's about, you can go to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp. So while I'm focusing on the bootcamp, I am going to be replaying some of the best episodes of Beauty in the Vlog for you. We've got over a hundred episodes here and there's such amazing content. So I know I'm not going to be publishing new episodes for the next couple months, but there's such amazing content and great gems of information that have already been uploaded. So I am highlighting those for the next few months. So uh, if you're new, then those will be brand new for you. And if you are a part of the community already, if you listen to the episodes, it's always great to re-listen again because there's just so much information in each and every episode. And I've curated the best episodes that I think you will get the most out of listening to again. And just know that the podcast is my number one. I absolutely love the podcast. That's the heart and soul of beauty and the vlog. So I will be coming back full force with amazing interviews, amazing episodes in a few months once the bootcamp has wrapped up. So I'm very excited for all the amazing content that I have planned for the podcast. And if you love the podcast, please uh, snap a photo of you listening or a screenshot and upload it onto your Instagram stories and tag me. I love seeing that. I love seeing how you guys listen to the podcast and I will make sure to share those on my Instagram stories as well. So don't forget to screenshot uh, your phone and just do it right now and tag me in Instagram. And also, if you are not a member of the Facebook group, definitely go in there. I will be in there as well. It's a thriving community, lots of amazing creators helping one another out and just a really great group of people over there. So join the free uh, Facebook group as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, please leave a review. It helps so much uh, when it comes to podcast rankings. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in-depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Erica Vieira here, and I am so excited to bring you our featured guest today, Carissa Pukas. Carissa is a 23-year-old Canadian living in Australia who started her YouTube channel back in 2010 while a fashion merchandising studio while she was still in Vancouver, Canada. 
Her successful channel has over 550,000 subscribers with almost 25 million video views. In addition to covering style and makeup on her channel, she's also a business owner and owns the false eyelash company, Social Eyes Lashes. Now, Carissa, I've given our listeners just a little bit of an overview, but take a minute, tell us a little bit more about you personally to get to know you a little bit better and an overview of your channel. Okay. Well, like you said, I have a fashion beauty channel. I think that my channel has always been a little bit different than your typical fashion and beauty because I stray a little bit from that and do a bit of lifestyle as well and let viewers and listeners or whoever's watching me get to know me on a personal level. And I think that a lot of beauty blogs kind of shy away from that. So I think that that is what sets myself apart from others. Um, other than that, I love traveling. I travel all the time. I'm really into yoga and fitness and I love to snowboard. So that is a huge passion of mine. It's hard living in Australia with no snow though. That's like, I'm itching to get back to Canada. So are you, have you ever tried skiing? Yes. Um, I used to ski. I started out skiing as a kid, but I don't know the lure of snowboarding. It was just so much fun to be a snowboarder. So (laughs) I'm the opposite. Well, I never started out snowboarding, but I done tried snowboarding and I just can't get away from skiing. I love skiing. So yes, I am not a snowboarder. I'm a skier. Have you tried the little mini skis? No, I haven't. Uh -uh. Me too. They're really (laughs) Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your channel and your journey here at Beauty in the Vlog. We want to share the journey to your fans, to the listeners out there. And right now is your channel, is that what you're doing full time? Yes. I've been doing my channel full time since February of last year. Um, I decided to make the leap when I was working at Estee Lauder and I remember sitting at the counter going, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And so I thought, okay, well, let's make the YouTube thing work. So I took the jump. So was there anything that you were nervous about and kind of taking that leap for doing full your YouTube channel full time? I think that the biggest thing is obviously, am I going to be able to make it money wise? I mean, you have to pay rent and that is, it's a terrifying thing, even when you have a support cushion, but let alone being in another country, it was like, it was very terrifying. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think not only that, but just, just within life, like are your friends and family going to accept it? Is my boyfriend going to accept that? Is it something that really is the right thing for me? Am I going to be happy making videos and creating so much content all the time? Can I do this? It was, it was a lot of mind games to get over, but I'm really, really happy that I pushed through it because I think a lot of people would have hit a wall at that point because it is a scary thing to do, commit to yourself and have enough belief in yourself that you can do it. So I'm, I'm glad that I did though. I mean, it's, it's yes. paid off. How many subscribers did you have at that moment when you decided to do it full time? I think it would have been about a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And to be completely honest, I thought that the reason why I knew at about a hundred thousand, I was able to work my butt off to do it was because my friend Shannon of Shan XO, mm-hmm. she started doing that at about a hundred thousand. Um, that's when she decided to do YouTube full time. And I thought, okay, if she can do it. And I had so much encouragement from her that I could probably do it myself. So the first couple of months were a little bit hard and you were living on a budget, but it was doable. Did you kind of have in your head that once you hit 100,000 subscribers because of the support from your friends and the community, did you did you have in your head, okay, I want to hit that 100,000 and then I feel like then I can quit? Mm, I don't know if it was more or less like a, I can quit. I was having troubles at work when I was working at a makeup counter. I was actually being bullied by a lot of the older workers there. I know it sounds mm. ridiculous, but they were very... 
they weren't very welcoming and they, they knew their stuff or they thought that they knew their stuff and they didn't like a newcomer that was younger and did the beauty thing as like a, as a hobby as well as a job. They didn't like that. They felt very threatened and they were very mean to me. So I was kind of at the point where it was like, I'm not really happy with my job. So I guess if this is a number that I know Shannon made it at, maybe I can make it too. I never even thought that YouTube could be a job until I probably started seeing at about maybe 50,000 to 80,000 that, okay, like this is actually growing enough that maybe this could be a job, but there wasn't really a set number that I thought in the future, like, yeah, once I hit a hundred thousand, that's when I'm going to quit. It was yeah. never really like that. So for a lot of people listening, a lot of our audience are kind of want to be beauty vloggers or they're maybe just starting out. Would you stay at around that mark, around the $50,000, $80,000 mark is when you actually started making money from your channel or monetizing? I think so. I think the thing is, though, is it's a very personal thing. A lot of beauty vloggers, I know for some, they get a ton of views. They have a viral video and they get the views, which then you're getting the the AdSense money. Mm -hmm. And like that's a great thing to have. But then on the other hand, you have a channel more like myself, where I don't get tons and tons of views. I've never had a viral video, mm -hmm. but I do have a very good relationship with my viewers and I do have very strong morals of what I believe in. And I think that brands really enjoy the fact that I am very honest about their products and I'm not going to promote something that isn't something that I believe in. Like I will only use things that I genuinely use and I want to share with my subscribers because at the end of the day, they're, they're girls. They're like my friends. Like right now I'm at my friend's house. There's three girls living in a house. Would I want to recommend a really expensive product to them that isn't going to work? No, of course not. Yeah. Like I want to make sure that it's something that people can use. And I think that brands recognize that and wanted me to work with them because of that. So having that kind of a relationship with brands definitely can get you started at maybe the 50,000 to 80,000 mark with making decent brand deal kind of relationships and things like that. But it, it just depends on your channel. It really depends on the person. Yeah, and so are those brand type opportunities, do you reach out to them? Do they find you? Do you have a manager, an agent? How does that whole process work? I think when I first started, I was first approached by Windsor Store. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Windsor, but yeah, we have ones out here in, uh, in, why, in California, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah, well, I was approached by- um, I got my prom dress there. <laughs> Awesome. I love Windsor, like half my closet's Windsor. Yeah. Um, I was first approached by a, a lady named Eve that runs um, the promotional stuff at Windsor. And she was the first person that had ever contacted me that at that point to do any type of promotion. And she said, and how many I, subscribers did you have? I had 10,000. Oh, okay. Like it wasn't, it, I mean, it is a lot of people when you yeah. really think about it, it's a it lot is. of people, but in the scheme of things, it's not that many people mm -hmm. when it comes to actual promotion. So it was a big surprise to me to to get that email and to have someone say, I believe in you and I know that you're going to do well and I want to be a part of your journey. That was that was a really big moment for me because I'd never had that before. Yeah. And after that point, I did have the occasional brand trickle in and say, we would like to work with you or we're interested in doing this with you. I think a lot of the time after that, it was more me saying, hi, I really, really like what you're doing. I would love to work with you in some way. Mm. And sometimes that was answered and sometimes it was completely ignored. But I mean, you, you kind of learn as you go. And even then, your, your language of business, how you type the emails out, how you approach people, everything changes because you get to know more of the business and you know more of how to present yourself as a professional, as a beauty blogger. Mm -hmm. And um, now do you, I'm sure you're so well known that you probably have people reaching out to you all the time. I get a lot of emails. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it would have been 
at around 200,000. Um, well, I, I'd been approached by, by people that wanted to manage me since about 100,000 subscribers, even then a little bit before then. I didn't really want to commit to anyone because I didn't know anything about it. I, I mean, I'm a regular girl making beauty videos in my room. I don't know what I, I need for a manager. Nobody mm -hmm. really knows. And I didn't want to connect with, I didn't want to commit to someone unless I had a connection with them. So I really held off on the manager thing until about 200, 250,000. And, uh, I do have a manager right now. She is based in uh, California, mm -hmm. and um, I will also be signing with a agency in Australia that'll handle my Southern Hemisphere stuff. Wow, good for you! That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it just it makes life so much easier because, yeah. like I said, I get so many emails a day, and to be honest, if you get a hundred emails, maybe five of those emails are actually something that you really are going to take seriously, and the rest mm -hmm. of them are just kind of ridiculous emails that you're like, well, no, I'm sorry, like that's nice. But I don't have the time in the day to reply to anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the time in the day to go out and, and chase brand deals and things like that. So to have a manager, it just makes your life so much easier. It yeah. really, really does. Yeah, that's what that's what a manager is there for, is yes. to manage your time, <laughs> your career. That's exactly it. And I feel like I am pretty decent at managing my own time, but it's really hard when when you just have so much going on as well as a second business, as well as you're new to the business, it's just nice to have somebody that's more of a seasoned professional that knows what they're doing and knows what you're worth. Because at the end of the day, when you're starting out a beauty blog, all of a sudden you're getting views or you're starting to make money. How do you determine what you're worth? Like it was a very, like, this is such a new, such a new industry. You don't really know. So having that is, is very helpful. That's such a good point. It is so new. And, and I feel like you, along with a lot of the other girls out there that are, are doing this full time and making this a career, you're creating a path Absolutely. for everyone from here on out in the future. You get to set your own precedent. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that is such an incredible idea or feeling in an industry because that's very rare when you think about it. Like yeah. there's not very many places where you can go in and like you said, make your own path and do what you want to do and set that precedent. And it's kind of a powerful feeling. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Take me back to when you decided to quit your job and like that next week. Like the week, week. Yeah. Like, what did you do? What were you thinking? Were you like, oh, my God. Like, how did your life change well, at that moment? That next week, I had actually had a trip to New Zealand planned to see Shannon. And I was trying to take time off of work, and they didn't want to let me. And I was sitting there going, okay, well, this is really frustrating. I don't even really like this job. I'm making minimum wage, and they're not letting me do what I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, it's just not going to work out. So I went over to New Zealand and I saw Shannon and we filmed a couple videos, um, some for her channel, some for mine. And it just really gave me the confidence that, yes, I can do this and I'm going to be okay. And it's really a mental thing because you could go one way or the other. You could go, okay, I'm going to fail. It's never going to work. It's going to be this and it'll be a downward spiral. But what's the point in thinking that way? At the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. You go you back, go back and, and get another job. Yeah. It's yeah. always like, it's just an experience and experiences are so important, especially when you're a young woman and you're trying to learn, you're trying to grow and find yourself. I think that even if it's something that you could possibly fail at, who cares? Like yeah. just go and do it, go see it, go try it and go for it. That's awesome. Well, good for you. And I think you made a really good decision because <laughs> you're doing this full time and you're able to travel and you're able yes. to do all the things that you want to do. And, and that's, I think that's really exciting. So, um, you, touched on this a little bit, but you have, you know, your good friend, Shannon, yes. who's also a beauty vlogger. How did you guys get connected? I'm, ass I'm assuming just through, you know, online, through the videos. 
all the online stuff. Actually, uh, back in the day, Shannon used to watch my videos and I, I have no idea why. I, I didn't even know who she was at that point. And then I found out she was watching my videos and I was like, she's amazing. She has fantastic skills. She's a funny girl. Like she's mm-hmm. awesome. Why is she watching me? Oh my God. <laughs> and um, we, we started talking and there's a few people that I kind of got to know in the YouTube community over however long I had been doing it. I think that the biggest thing for me is that I started my channel because I was lonely. I wanted to meet people that liked doing the same thing that I did. And I wanted to expand who I knew because I was living in a new city and I am kind of a closet introvert. So I don't like going out to clubs or going out in big groups of people. It's hard to meet people. So Mm -hmm. getting to know girls over the internet like Shannon or um, like I was friends with Leanne says at about Mm -hmm. 5,000, I have a video at 5,000 view or 5,000 subscribers where I was congratulating her for that. Mm. to see those milestones along my kind of career of YouTube to see, okay, this is when I met this person, or this is the first time they commented on my video because you have track of all of it because it's always there. Yeah. <laughs> and neat. That's awesome. And so now you guys are friends and you yeah. see each other and you visit each other. And Yes. Um, I've been over to New Zealand twice to see her and I'm actually going to see her next week in LA, which I'm so excited. Beautycon. Yes. I'm yeah. like, I just got confirmation that I'm going and I am just over the moon excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's a far trip for you, though. It is. Are you going to BeautyCon this year? I can't. I am so bummed that I can't be there. I know I have a a bachelorette party at the Beat, so. Well, that's. (laughs) hard to. <laughs> but I, I am wishing I could be there. So um, you mentioned a little bit about, you touched on it earlier. In addition to doing your channel, you started your own business, which yes. is your eyelashes, the social eyelashes. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of the, the journey leading up to starting that. Well, I had had the idea for probably about six months before I had done anything about it. I kind of thought, okay, what is a good way to get into the market? Because being completely honest, when you have an audience of that size, you would honestly be kind of silly to not take advantage of doing something of platform and be it whatever, if you you want to do whatever with it, but do something with that platform. Because at the end of the day, YouTube isn't going to last forever. I don't want to be making videos when I'm 40 years old. I want something to actually mm-hmm. grow because of that. And YouTube was never the end goal for me. So I thought it was very important to come up with a product or come up with an idea that would sustainably last. And um, I thought, okay, I love eyelashes. And there are a lot of eyelashes in the world, obviously, tons and tons of brands. But Australia, I felt, really was missing good quality, affordable eyelashes Mm -hmm. like you look in the stores and the cheapest ones you could buy were like 12 to 16 dollars and I thought that that was a ripoff like yeah it's human hair eyelashes like some girls only use them once they get drunk they rip them off like 16 bucks for that or I would at Estee Lauder I would do prom makeup and it would be younger girls paying ridiculous amounts for fancy eyelashes when in all reality they're not worth that much yeah so I thought okay well how can I bring this at a fair price to Australia with great shipping and I started looking around for a supplier and uh, I do socialize with my, my younger brother, Hayden, and he is an absolute godsend. He is all of the kind of backend website part of the business and business backend. And I couldn't do it without him. I'm so, so grateful to be able to work with him. And it's, it's been a really, really cool adventure to work with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that I had a, a clothing line with my sister and it's, it's nice to be able to work with family, but you do encounter different, different Very issues. Much, okay. <laughs> I think the hardest thing for us has been 
when we're hanging out, like it'll be, you know, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night and all of a sudden you get an email from somebody to do a socialize and all of a sudden you're just business Mm -hmm. and it's not supposed to be business time. Like we want to have set meetings of, you know, keeping business life and personal life completely separate, but it's really hard when you're both passionate about what you're doing. You kind of just blends together. You really need to kind of separate the two and realize, okay, there's a time and a place for both. So I think that's been a little bit of a challenge for me because I will pick up my phone and start working at two in the morning if something to do and I I gotta stop doing that so yeah Yeah, you won't though (laughs) you won't stop when it's your own business it's your baby and it's it's, your baby that's it it. Mm -hmm. you want it to do well you want it to grow you want it to prosper so it's kind of like well I can I can do with a sleepless night and then that turns into like a week of sleepless nights and you have to be careful with that you really do so what are your plans for your company are you just selling it online do you have distribution out to retailers in your area what what are your plans Well, currently we are selling on socialize.com or socialize.com. We also do have a distributor out of New Zealand on She Lives Cruelty Free. It's awesome to have the distributor in New Zealand just because it gets our lashes to New Zealanders much faster than we can being in Australia. Uh, We are also currently working on opening up a second warehouse over in Canada so that North America has much faster and cheaper shipping times. And I'm so excited about that. Mm. Still in the process of building and getting it ready. So it'll be probably a month or two yet. But by the time this airs, it'll probably be ready to go. So (laughs) yeah, everyone need to go check it out. Yeah, that's Um, it. Yeah. And work on new styles all the time. We have, I think, seven new styles that we're currently working on releasing in the next month or so. And just always moving, always evolving. You can't be stagnant in business. And I think that that is, is really exciting. Like at the end of the day, you're never bored. And that's what I've always aimed for in life. I've never wanted a job that's a nine to five job because it just doesn't suit me. There's nothing wrong with that. It just doesn't suit who I am. And yeah. I think this is a much better alternative. I'm sure those Estee Lauder ladies are, are uh, checking you out. <laughs> the thing is, though, I still haven't gone into the same store since I quit. Like, yeah. I've been a little bit nervous You're to scared. go in. I think I'm going to bring them, like, a little bag of, like, socialized lashes yeah. and be like, here you go, guys. <laughs> this is my company. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is the socialized, did you and your brother, did you guys fund it yourself? Did you get investors? No, everything ourselves. And yeah. I think that that is why it took so long. Um a lot of people were kind of questioning, okay, like other brands, um, not to name names, but other brands had other products and immediately came out with eyelashes out of the blue. And I think that the difference was is that, A, we funded ourselves, B, we designed everything, and C, we found everything ourselves, like everything from uh, I designed all the packaging with the lashes, I designed the boxes, the tissue paper, like every single aspect of the company was something that came from either Hayden or I. And that takes a long time, especially when you're starting up and especially when you don't really know what you're doing and you're kind of just like, you're moving forward for the sake of progress. And sometimes it's the right move and sometimes it's not, you have to backtrack, but it always works out in the end if you keep going. Yeah, that's true. That's the the one thing in business. Just, just keep going and you fall, get right up and and get going. So I think this is interesting. And I want to ask you this because you are almost on both sides in the sense that I'm sure you've been approached by many different brands to talk about it on your channel, to discuss products and things like that. Now you're on that other side. You have a a brand. Obviously, you know, you can talk about all you want on your channel, but do you approach other beauty vloggers? Do you think that's kind of a good way to get the word out? How, How are you approaching it and maybe tell about 
the fact that you've come from the other side, do you think you've approached it a little differently than some of those other companies? Absolutely. I think that since I have experience of how I know what is a good way to approach someone and what is a bad way to approach someone, there is a very clear difference. Um, I think that I have definitely thought about that before approaching people, but I think that you'd be absolutely silly to not utilize, sorry. <laughs> the speaker. Um, I think you'd be absolutely silly to not utilize your contacts or your friends within mm-hmm. the street to further what you're doing. And of course you can't be pushy and you yeah. can't like expect, I think the biggest thing you can't expect that just because you do gift someone something, they don't have to use it. Mm-hmm. And even then, like if they don't like it, I don't want them to use it. And yeah. I've, I've never countered that, but I mean, you always have to have that in the back of your mind that they don't owe you anything. And it is purely out of a favor that they're doing it or because you're friends. And mm-hmm. like that, that's totally fine with me. I think that right now I have focused on mostly Instagram users because then I get the, the images. Mm. And for a growing business, obviously images is such an important thing. Images sell. If you have clear, concise, beautiful images, people are going to buy that product mm-hmm. versus something that is shot on a kitchen table and it just does not look good. Yeah. So. I've been really approaching more Instagrammers than YouTubers. I think within the next probably six months, we will phase more to more YouTubers. I think that also having a larger line with more lashes to suit more people, that will also help because then, I mean, it's, it's easier that way. But also I think that I've strayed away from doing a lot of YouTube promotion is because of the warehouse being in Australia. And I know that a lot of Australian beauty gurus have absolutely no interest in helping each other or being involved with each other's businesses. And that's fine. Mm. But I think that with once we get a North America thing open, it's much easier to accommodate the subscribers of the people that are based in, like say if you're a California beauty blogger, mm-hmm. probably are going to have a majority US following. Yeah. That's usually the case. Yeah. If I can't ship for the best price or the best time to the States, it's really no point in using that contact yet to, to get that. So yeah, strategize, but you really do have to strategize. And like, like I said earlier, like you kind of have to pick your battles with, with what you're doing with like who you're going to promote with. Mm -hmm. Like you can't use the same person so many different times. People are going to get sick of seeing the same thing. So you have to be smart about who you contact and when you said something that I thought was interesting in that you said that other Australian beauty gurus are not so supportive of each other's businesses not as much no that's interesting it's it's a hard topic because Mm -hmm. I don't want to piss anyone off but I really do feel that it was much different when there wasn't subscribers in the game you know what I mean like when you have a very small channel Mm -hmm. and everything is not about money and everything is just about relationships and having fun and YouTube being something that is a hobby. Mm-hmm. It is a completely different environment rather than YouTube is a job. It's money. It's this, it's that it's treated very differently. And of course, everything is amicable. Everything's totally friendly and fine, but it's not like your best friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have way better relationships with people that are a little bit farther away rather than closer together. So are you guys, do you guys feel as if that you're, uh, maybe not, not you, but other maybe Australian um, beauty vloggers that you guys are kind of fighting for like that same subscriber base or is it more that you're fighting for the same maybe business opportunities or sponsorship opportunities? More the sponsorship. And okay. that's it's such a crazy thing. I think that I, I know I've personally had um, not issues, but 
things have rubbed the wrong way because of, say, you have the same management and the same deals are coming and one person's getting deals instead of the other mm -hmm. and things like that. But when you really think about it, that's the industry. Like a modeling agency gets a certain amount of jobs and they dole them out to the people that are best going to do that job. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I want my friends to succeed. Like if they get that job and I don't, I'm happy for them because mm -hmm. somebody that I know is benefiting from that. And I know that my turn will come. Yeah. And unfortunately, not everyone feels that way. And I feel like sometimes I feel I might be quite naive with the way that I look at that because I don't look at YouTube as just a job. Like mm -hmm. I said earlier, it's something that I do because I like doing it. And when I don't like doing it or when it becomes not fun, I don't want to do it anymore. You yeah. know, so yeah. Yeah. that's just my own kind of idea of that. And have you given lashes to anybody who's maybe posts a picture of them on Instagram that you're like, oh my God, she's wearing them. Is there anybody yeah. that kind of surprised uh, you or excited you? Well, I, I when I was in New York for uh, BeautyCon a couple months ago, I had gifted some lashes to Gigi Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And Gigi wore my lashes and I was absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> she mentioned them in her favorites video and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was neat. and like she's a lovely girl and we've, we've spoken quite a few times but it was it was so nice that she supported that because she didn't have to at yeah. all and yeah. it's just a very exciting feeling you get tweets from people going oh my gosh you're featured in so-and-so's video or they talked about you and it's just like your heart soars because yeah. it is your baby and it's something that you really really want to succeed and to see that and to have that support from someone that you are friends with, but not like a, a personal close friend. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really cool feeling. That's awesome. Is there anyone out there that you would love to wear your lashes? Oh my gosh, that's hard. Um, I would love to see Maya Mia. Have you ever seen her on Instagram? Mm -mm. Um, she does the most amazing. Oh, amazing yeah, I do know who you're talking about. She, her eye makeup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. She's just, her eyes are the most stunning, stunning yes. thing. I yes. think she just she would look beautiful in our lashes, mm -hmm. but um, I would love to see her use them. And I don't know. I think that it's kind of nice to also get a surprise. Like it's really cool to all of a sudden, like I said, get a tweet from your subscriber saying, oh my gosh, so-and-so used your lashes. Like yeah. they have either organically found your lashes or somebody has recommended them. And that's a cool feeling that they have that already in their hands. And I didn't have any part in that. So that's kind of neat. Did you ever have any, I don't want to say concerns, but did you ever kind of think about like, hmm, how your subscriber base yeah. might feel about you having this lash company or were people like really embracing of like, oh my God, I want to buy your lashes because I love you. I feel like I am absolutely blessed to have subscribers that are very, very loyal. Mm -hmm. And I think, like I said earlier in what we were talking about, how I, I have always been very honest and very open about um, having more of a lifestyle channel and having that relationship with viewers. I think mm -hmm. that people have always been so supportive with whatever I do and more so than I think lots of other YouTubers. So I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for that because it's a very, very supportive feeling. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm very, very lucky to have that kind of subscriber base that does that. I've had very little negative feedback. I do think that some people sometimes will comment on a video and go, oh, you only use these lashes, blah, blah, blah. It's not like I'm sitting there talking about it for five minutes, yeah. but of course I'm going to yeah. use my <laughs> lash brand in the video. Like, are you silly? Like, why would I purchase other lashes to yeah. use to promote another brand? 
when I know that I've created something that is amazing and I want to share it and I know it looks perfect with this look, why, why would I not? <laughs> I know, it would be weird actually. People might be like, why are you using this other person's lashes? Do your lashes and suck? People would say, why are you using someone else's lashes? Like, are your lashes not good enough for yeah. you to use? Like, that's, that would be the other tail thing. I mean, you can't please yeah. everybody, but at the end of the day, I've had way more support than the negative on that. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that because that's a it's an exciting thing to do and I'm sure you must be like a crazy busy girl with a million things with your channel and your eyelashes so. it's pretty crazy yeah so let's talk a little bit about um your channel and what you're excited about right now are you what are you excited about with your channel specifically specifically I think I am excited that I'm excited to make videos again I think you go through lulls where YouTube is my job and sometimes there is weeks where you have so much going on in your life and people don't remember to be compassionate a lot of the time, especially on the internet. You just mm. get claws out and they forget that you're a person too and you have stuff going on and you have other things. And especially with starting another business, I mean, there's already so much going on behind the scenes that you get so exhausted and then your videos reflect that. And it's really hard to kind of separate one from the other because it's so intertwined and you really just need a breather. And I feel like over the past two weeks when I've been home, um, I've just been visiting family and I hadn't posted. I think yesterday was the first day that I've posted in two weeks. And that is the longest I've gone without posting for a long time. But to have that time to reset and to come back into what do I want from my life? What do I want to do? I bought a ukulele. So I'm learning. <laughs> and I've been drawing and I've been doing yoga and I've come back to, to my heart center. And I think that that refreshes me to do more videos because now I feel like I can share myself again mm. because you feel like you're giving, 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 doing content, doing things, mm -hmm. but you're not happy about it. And now that you have something to give, it's exciting again. Yeah. And so I'm very excited to get back into videos that I genuinely am so excited to be filming rather than, oh man, I have to film a video today, you know? Yeah. And I, I it's funny because I have wondered about that. And, you know, there's some girls that even will do, you know, three or four videos a week and they're doing it consistently. And it's like, God, don't they get just like after a while it, does it get old or do you get it sick of out. it? Yeah. You really do. And like, I have so much admiration for people that post videos three, four times a week or they mm -hmm. do daily vlogs. I think that if that is something that you can handle, that is phenomenal. And I totally like kudos to you. That's not how I can run my life. I would go absolutely crazy. Yeah. And like I said, YouTube isn't my end game. I don't want to be doing this in 10 years. I, I want to build something else. So you kind of need to do other things. And also I think, if you're doing YouTube 24 seven and doing tons and tons of videos, that's basically like a nine to five job. If that's oh, yeah. all you're doing. And that's what I wanted to escape in the first place. <laughs> that's true. It's like, I don't really want to fall back into only doing that or only doing a certain type of video because mm -hmm. yeah, you get bored. You really do. Yeah. So you're diversifying kind of yes. everything you're doing. That's it. All right. So we've reached the last part of the interview, which is my favorite, which is the beauty bonus round. Okay. So I'm going to have a series of questions and then you just answer them kind of right at the top of your head. All right. So um, the first one is what are your three holy grail items? And you got to be specific. Don't just say like mascara. Okay. I got to know. Products. No, no, no. Um, I actually have specifics because I just bought two new products that like are so for sure in this category. Ooh, okay. uh, I bought Sephora last month and I'm just like over the moon happy with how they're working for me. The first one is the Hourglass Primer. Um, oh, okay. That primer is just like the bomb.com. Your skin feels just, oh, it feels heavenly. And your makeup lasts for ages. I feel like it is the most expensive primer that, that you can ever buy. <laughs> 
but oh my gosh, is it worth it? So I'm very, very stoked with that. The second thing is I was watching Battle Ash Beauty and mm-hmm. she was talking about this blush from Mac called Melba. I think it is. Yeah. Melba. Yeah. 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 Today. Like it's, yeah. it's blush. It's a classic. It's, it's just, it's unreal. I've been absolutely loving it. It's a perfect peach tone, like peachy pink. And it just looks so, so beautiful. I think it would work on anyone. Mm-hmm. And my last would probably be either benefit hula bronzer because that's just such a staple i use it in my crease i use it on my face i use it anywhere Me too i use that all the time and it's best lash extreme that okay. mascara jordana's best lash extreme the okay. mascara so good okay awesome next question what are your top two technology must-haves your iPhone. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know what I'd do without it. I always ask my parents, like when they went to like concerts back in the day, how did you meet up with your friends? How do you find people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely my phone. I think that that's a, that's a definite must. And like, it's, I guess, cliche, but my laptop, I mean, one in the same, I guess, yeah. but laptop, basically the same, but yeah, I, I need it to do anything that I do. So anything. probably laptop. What is your best tip to increase your subscriber rate? Don't make videos because people are requesting them. Make videos because you want to make them and you're genuinely interested in that topic and you are being yourself about it. There's nothing worse than watching someone do a carbon copy of someone else's video. It just Mm -hmm. does not work for you at all. And why waste your time doing something that you can't sustain, like you cannot pretend to be someone else on your channel for a long period of time. Like you just, you can't keep that same character going and going and going. So if you're yourself and you're doing content that you're proud of, that you're excited to film, I think that that is how you will blossom in the community. Awesome. Um, Who is your beauty vlogger inspiration? Who's your favorite? Who do you love? I I watch so many people. Um, I've been currently absolutely loving Battle Ash, like Mm. I said earlier all the girls from battle ash beauty are fantastic um samantha actually is from Kelowna. i'm in Kelowna right now so that's mm. kind of always like been like huh might run into her <laughs> um i also have been loving i don't know what her channel name is she's from vancouver and she used to be a mac makeup artist and she has the most beautiful lips can't remember what her name is but i've been loving her channel oh no you'll have to give it to me and i'll, I'll put it in the description bar down below yeah yeah, yeah. So she has great videos okay Uh, What do you wish you knew when you first started your channel? I wish that I knew that that criticism isn't as bad as you really think it is. It's It's not a bad thing to get a bad comment. And I think that that was very hard to wrap my head around because I am a people pleaser in a lot of ways. I know that at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what makes me happy, but I really do want people to be happy. And I mean, everyone really deep down wants people to like them and I think you kind of have to let go of the fact that that's just not going to happen. Like every, the Dita Von T's quote, like you could be the juiciest, ripest peach and somebody doesn't like peaches. Like yeah. <laughs> it's the way it is. And that's okay. And you can't dwell on that. You can't think about that because if you do, then you're just going to be going backwards. That's all you're going to be thinking about. You're not going to be moving forwards with new content or new exciting things for the people that love you. You're going to be drugged back by, oh my gosh, this person doesn't like this about me. Or they said I need a nose job or this or that it's irrelevant. Don't listen to that because it's just not going to do you any favors. Yeah. That's good. Good piece of advice. Um, what, so beyond that, what piece of advice would you give someone who's looking to start their own channel? 
to just do it. I see so many people and like, it sounds so cliche. They go, Oh, I'm thinking about starting a channel or I want to start a channel, but I'm scared or this or that or this or that. Just do it. Just seriously, just sit down in front of a camera and talk. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to be good at it to start off with. Like go look back at my first video. It is hilarious. I'm sitting there in my old apartment. There's like my cat litter box in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure I took a poo like while I was filming. It is not going to be perfect. And that is okay. That's the beauty of it. The more that you do it, the more that you learn about editing or that you learn about production or filming or lighting, you get better as you grow. And it is such a cool feeling to look back and go, I have came such a long way because I just decided that I'm going to do it. Why not just just start? You have to start. <laughs> How did you grow? Just last question. How did you grow? Like you, what, what are you at? Like 500 something thousand subscribers? I think like 560, pretty close to there. So, yeah. And I mean, a lot of girls will start, you know, they started their channel four years ago and they maybe, maybe have like 80 or 90,000. Like, how did you get to that many subscribers in, you know, four years? You know, it's almost a funny question because I feel like even I get this comment from my subscribers that even though I've been doing it for four years, comparatively, most people have way more subscribers. Like you look at someone like Lauren Curtis, she's been doing YouTube for I don't know, maybe two years, maybe. And she went from like nothing to 2 million like yeah, that. That's, like, but that's, that's an anomaly though. That, well, that's it. But there mm-hmm. is, there is quite a lot of channels. You look at Zoella, you look at Graveyard Girl, you look at all of those kind of channels and mm-hmm. they have great content and great channels, but like all of a sudden it just went like skyrocket. And mm-hmm. that is so cool. But I, I've, I've never really felt that my channel's been like that. I feel like it's kind of like a slow and steady kind of trek to the top. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I really don't mind because it's all people that are so genuinely loyal to my channel. Like I have such little negativity and I'm so thankful for that. So even if I don't have a huge, huge, huge number comparatively, everyone that's there is there because they want to be there and because they're excited to be there. And that's really the end game for me. Like that's what matters. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carissa, for sitting down with us, sharing your stories and um, giving, giving, an inside look into your life and your business. So it was, it was wonderful talking to you. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find your eyelashes, and then uh, we'll say goodbye. You can find me anywhere online. <laughs> I'm on every platform available. I have an Instagram as well as a Twitter, and that is at SatNightAllRight, S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T-A-L-R-I-T-E. Everyone messes that one up. Um, I just also- Google your name. Yeah, just Google my name. You should be able to find Carissa, me. Carissa Pukas. Carissa Pukas. Yeah, you'll be able to find me there. And then the eyelashes are found at socializelashes.com. Super easy. Let me know what you guys think about the website because I'm pretty proud about that. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. And I'm like pretty much always available. Like I said, this thing's like glued to my hands. If you guys want to talk, I'm always here. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> be careful what you, what you say. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, Carissa Roll. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview. And thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.